Hey, hey, coming in hot, hot, hot. Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, and today we have a wonderful guest, Quentin. So Quentin is a short-term rental professional, real estate investor, and business coach. He started his career as a college dropout, then worked his way to six figures as a real estate agent in his very first year. After seeing this success, he dumped every dollar he had into real estate investing. And since this time, three years ago, has built a large portfolio that produces over $100,000 per month in passive income for him and his family. He now works with other people to level up their life, business, and finances to help other people achieve the level of success he has seen in his life. Welcome, Quentin West. I hope I said your name right. I usually verify it beforehand, and this time I had forgotten. So how did I do on the name pronunciation? You got it perfect. You got awesome. it perfect. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I love all your gear there. I love every time when I get on uh, the, uh, shows with people, they have their headsets and their mics. I'm a beginner. I haven't gotten all that stuff yet, but I hey, love that's it. all right. That's all right. <laughs> so tell us what um tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what are you up to? Yeah, so I'm in I live in North Carolina. I'm married with two kids, two girls, uh, 16 wow. months and 10 years old. Wow. Um I've lived here my entire life. Um I grew up with in a in a family that have kind of always been entrepreneurs. Uh, so that's kind of where I got my entrepreneurial mindset from. Um, and, you know, I kind of began my journey following the uh, the basic guideline of what we're supposed to do to succeed in life, going through high school, getting good grades, getting into a college, uh, went to Virginia Tech for engineering. And mm-hmm. after a year and a half, uh, I was super depressed. I was not happy with the way my life was going. And I felt like I was living somebody else's dream. I was not pursuing my own passions. Uh, I'd always known that I wanted to get into business. I'd had, you know, several side businesses throughout high school and doing different things to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was in class, I was always dreaming about ways to make money. Um, business okay. businesses to start, and you know, the whole freedom that that we're sold on uh, everything that comes with that. Um, yeah. you didn't grow up with that nine to five mindset, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my parents always either own their own business or were doing something entrepreneurial and, uh, always promoted me to do the same thing. But when it became time for me to choose what I wanted to do with my life, they wanted us to choose a safe route, go to oh, college, okay. get a degree, uh, and then possibly come out and work for the family business or just get a job as an engineer. Um, and I had different plans. <laughs> yeah. You're like rebellious. I'm not doing that. No way. <laughs> yeah. Eden, not, not so much rebellious at first. I was 
because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it seemed like the next best option just to follow what my parents were telling me to do. Um, but eventually I got to the point where like it, it wasn't worth me living the life I was continuing to live, you know, at the risk of disappointing my parents. Yeah. And that's a, that's huge for especially everyone really, but especially our listeners, there's a lot of people pleasing going on and our parents tell us, you know, we have to do this. And I, I did it to my kids too. I remember my daughter who's 29 now who wanted to go to school for journalism. And my husband and I were like, no way that you're not going to make anything. You can't do that. And she wrote beautifully. And looking back, I'm like, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. I wish I would have encouraged her to do what she loved. And she's had a, cute, a few career changes. Um, so, yeah, and she's an entrepreneurial now, too. So That's awesome. So she finally pursued her dreams. So you have to find what you love to do and then go do it. And hopefully it brings in the income that you want, because it's really not about the money. It's about that. You know, so many people think financial freedom means you have all this money. It's just free and with your time and your money so you can do the things that you love and how are you purposefully spending your money? So you went to school for engineering, said, no way, I'm not doing this. Um, But then you got into some real estate, some Airbnb. Tell us about that. Yes, there was a a little bit of a gap in between that time. Um, When I dropped out of college, I came out and started working with for my parents' uh, construction business Mm -hmm. and Pretty soon I was pretty unhappy doing that too. I just felt like my, and not in an egotistical way, but kind of like my talents were not being utilized at the highest, you know, rate or to, to the highest purpose. I felt like I could do more mm-hmm. um, and I was digging holes and operating heavy machinery and like, just, I don't know, kind of mindless work um, to me at the time, I just got bored and I felt like you know, if I was challenged to do something bigger, then I could definitely do that. Um, so I, I always kind of had a passion for real estate. Um, you know, everybody talking about passive income and, you know, your rental properties making money for you while you're sipping margaritas on the beach or (laughs) whatever that dream (laughs) is. Uh, I was sold on it. And, um, I thought the best way to get into that full time was to get my real estate license. Mm -hmm. So I started selling real estate full time. Um, I quit my job in construction before I even passed my test. It was kind of a hail Mary. Like I, I had to pass this test. Mm -hmm. Um, So I studied like, I don't know, a hundred hours for this test, passed it the first time, thankfully, uh, and then started selling real estate. But what I didn't realize was you don't start making money immediately. It's not Mm -hmm. like a nine to five job where you just get a check every week. You have to actually go out and find the business and nobody's going to hand it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what got me into Airbnb. I had a house that I'd purchased uh, like a couple months prior, right before I quit my job, because I knew like I wanted to um, use that work history to buy mm-hmm. a house. I knew that much that I needed the work history and transitioning from a W2 to a 1099 as an agent uh, was not going to allow me to do that. So I went ahead and bought a house, um, a risky move. Uh, I almost lost the house because yeah. I, I wasn't making enough money as an agent full time to pay my payment. 
so I ended up moving back in with my parents and somebody told me about Airbnb. So mm-hmm. I figured I've got nothing to lose. All the furniture's there. I've got plates, cups, napkins, everything that they need. I'm just going to list it and see what happens. Like, what do I have to lose? So the, the very first month, I profited $1,000. The second month, I profited $1,500. And then the same after that. And that's what I realized. This can be my new business. Like mm-hmm. something that was, again, kind of a Hail Mary yeah. um, to kind of get me out of the situation I was in now became my new opportunity. And that's when I kind of dove head first and learn everything I could about Airbnb. Um, and at the time I didn't know that you could do arbitrage. I thought I needed to buy more properties. So I was looking for ways to buy houses, creative financing, buy them no money down, subject to all these crazy words that uh big big time investors throw out. Yeah. None of that really seemed possible to me. Um, I mean, I knew people were doing it and they were making money, but the dots just weren't connecting. Um, And it wasn't until somebody was talking about arbitrage where you rent a property and then sublease it on Airbnb that things kind of really clicked for me. Like that made sense. I could rent Mm -hmm. a place for $1,500 a month and then sublease it for $3,000 a month on Airbnb. And like, I, I remember vividly i didn't even finish that video like i while i was listening to the video i went straight to zillow and was looking for properties similar to mine that was already making a profit and i started shooting out messages hey like will you let me rent your property and then allow me to sublease it um and then within the first week i was sitting across the table from an owner uh drinking a cup of coffee and negotiating terms for our lease wow I'm surprised the landlords would let you do that. Like, wouldn't they want to cash in on that instead? You would think so. Um, but there's a hundred ways, a hundred reasons why they wouldn't. For one, mm-hmm. it's just not their model. They don't want the extra headache. They don't want to have to buy furniture and put it in the property. They don't know how to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So like most property owners are super conservative uh, and you know, the the arbitrage model and Airbnb model as a whole is kind of a whole different business. Like it kind of takes the, yes, it's still, if you build a team and stuff, it's relatively passive, not completely passive, um, but not near as simplified as getting a long-term tenant that pays you every month regardless. Right. Yeah. I live in Melbourne Beach, Florida, and a lot of the homeowners are changing from rent long-term rentals to Airbnb. And I've yep. known a lot of people who have lost their apartments because of it. And they're like, where am I supposed to live? And they yep. have to move away from the beach because there's there's just all Airbnbs. Cause yeah, you can yep. rent them out for you know thousands of dollars a week versus a month. And yep. as a as a real estate investor, why wouldn't you want to do that? Especially if the property is empty all the time. Absolutely. So you either pay higher rent. <laughs> yeah. Or- Change it to an Airbnb, you know, and most tenants won't pay long term, won't pay that. Yep. You know, I mean, some people here pay between a thousand and fifteen hundred a month for rent, which is really yep. low. And yeah, that is low, very low. Yeah. So, and now all of a sudden, you know, because these are old times, these people have been here forever, right? And now yep. all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute, we can change this. And the younger, their, their adult children are coming in and saying, oh no, we're going to change this. We're going to make money off of this. Yeah. 
because it's a really nice vacation area too, but it's still, we're, we're on the beach. So it's residential. I gotcha. But I would say I was a real estate paralegal and it was, you know, in the beginning of my career before I worked for social security and real estate, like the investors that would come in and just buy up all these properties and change them into rentals um, and make so much money. And then when Airbnbs um, came about, a lot of people were afraid of them at first because a lot of them were just rooms in someone's house. You didn't get the whole house. Yep. So do you do both properties? Do you do whole houses and rooms or just the whole houses? We just do whole houses. Mm-hmm. Um, individual rooms to me is more headache and more liability. You've got multiple different families in one home. And if something gets damaged, it's kind of hard to blame one person or the other. Um, and 90% of the time, nobody's going to own up to it. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, if somebody gets into an argument, you have more issues. Uh, So we've kind of stuck with the whole house model. Uh, That's what's really worked for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that flip on real estate, doing the Airbnb. I know I have a a friend that is in Idaho, I think it is, and she does the room. She has a huge bedroom, but the rooms are on separate floors. So like each floor is like set up like their own house gotcha. and um, with, you know, kitchenette bedroom. And then she does $3,000 a month. So oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty good for her. Um, and I imagine I've never been to Idaho, but I imagine where your real estate is, is very important as mm-hmm. far as getting leased out. Cause I think of someone in a rural, rural area, are they going to get as much traffic as somebody that's in the city, you know, and weighing those options out when yeah, you it just depends on what's around. Now, like mm-hmm. we live in a, a rural area and most of our units are in a rural area, uh, but we have, <clears throat> excuse me, several major cities around us, which mm-hmm. provide us with a lot of traffic because we're kind of a, a center point and everybody's going back and forth in between us. Um, we also have like a, a, a smaller airport nearby um, that kind of serves as a midpoint for the larger ones like mm-hmm. Charlotte Airport, Raleigh, uh, Durham mm-hmm. Airport. Um, it serves as kind of a stopping point for people to fill up with fuel or pick up other other clients. Um, so it works out really well, but we do get a lot of traffic from yeah, that's from awesome. Traveling. So using this model of for your business, you set up your business plan, you purchase the, you did the, you're, you're focusing more on the subletting, right. Versus yep. owning it. So what advice would you give to somebody that would want to start this as a, as a, their own business? Someone just starting off brand new, doesn't know much about the real estate. What would you tell them? Uh, so first educate yourself as much as possible. Uh, and then second, if you can afford to pay a coach or a mentor, that's would always be my, my next best recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can afford it. Uh, because the times where I've journeyed into something new, uh, whether it be marketing or social media or uh, videography events, everything that we're doing, the times where I invested in a mentor, I got there twice as fast. And the returns that I made were 10 times what I could have done by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same goes for arbitrage. Most people don't know what they don't know. Um, when I first started, we almost got shut down because I didn't know how to avoid uh, parties. And then it took me months, like networking with other people and like paying other people for their advice and coaching and mentorship to learn one simple concept, just Mm -hmm. to increase 
our minimum night, our minimum night requirement. We had a one night minimum and we were getting a ton of uh, parties. We changed it to a two night minimum, no parties. Oh, wow. Just that one tweak. And there's thousands of things in this business and any business that mm-hmm. are just like that. But you don't know what you don't know when you're first starting out. Uh, so like my business could have been shut down because of that. If I wouldn't have found out that one, that one little tip, uh, I had neighbors calling the police complaining yeah. to the city. I was getting letters in the mail saying I needed to stop what I was doing. Uh, and this was like my only source of income, like I'm, my main source of income at the time. Yeah. Um, so obviously I couldn't afford to shut it down. I mean, I, this was what right. I was feeding myself off of. Um, so yeah, it, it just pay somebody else to get you started. Yeah. And it's so important because when you do connect with a coach, they're sharing their shortcuts with you Yeah, <laughs> and save you so much time. And then when you just try to, to Google and all that, what about the management part? I know you're a business coach, so you help. So if our audience wants to learn more about how to get into this business, they can connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, what do you tell them about the business part? Like, do they have to have money? Uh, seed money to put down to, in, in order to be able to get started, or can they do it with little investment or so just with, rental rental thing? Right. Yeah, yeah. So with arbitrage, you don't need a ton of money. Um, you could either partner with somebody else that has money um, and just bring the knowledge to the table. I've done that before when I was just like building my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also use a credit card to buy furniture. Um, you can pick up like basically free stuff off of Facebook marketplace or cheap stuff at Goodwill. I mean, you can do all that stuff. Now is your property going to perform as well? Maybe not depending on what you can actually find for a good price. Um, But, you know, if you really put in some time, you can do this on a budget. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just going to take more time. Um, Yeah. Connecting with a really good interior designer. (laughs) Yeah. That's really awesome. Because I know, some people have such a beautiful talent. My daughter has a beautiful talent to walk into a space and decorate it. And it, it looks like a million bucks. Yeah. She, she, I remember when we were from Rochester, New York, and she rented a room that was also an Airbnb. It was three floors and the second floor was Airbnb and her floor was the top. And when I walked into this house, I was just appalled. I was like, this is where you live. And then we went into her space and I was shocked. It was so beautiful and inviting. That's and awesome. She had painted and and decorated and just the way she even put the drapes on the windows. I was like, this is not the same house. (laughs) (laughs) We go through a magic door. So really having, I mean, if someone has a skill set to do that, imagine partnering with them and buying these great deals at Goodwill or, you know, estate sales or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So that's beautiful. Well, I love that. So what's the best way for our audience to get connected with you? Yeah, the best way is Instagram. Uh, my, my handle is Q Deals Homes, Q D E A L S H O M E S. I love that. It's very catchy. <laughs> thank you. That is very catchy. I love that. Well, thank you so much. What um, words of wisdom can you give our guest, our audience, rather, as we part? Yeah, just educate yourself a little each day. Uh, a lot of people fall into the trap of, overanalyzing something and thinking something's too complicated. But if you just spend 30 minutes a day, I mean, that's 15 hours a month, uh, over 150 hours a year. So think about 
if you put that much time into something, how good you're going to be at the end of that 12 months. So yeah, that would be my biggest advice. Yeah. Thank you for that. And just to go back to what you said in the beginning, you were going to school for something you didn't love and you yeah. realize that. So really connecting with yourself and understanding that, you know what I'm doing? I'm not really loving. This isn't really making me happy. So what can I do? And then yeah. find that adventure because you obviously have a gift and a talent to be able to make this work. I look at it like I would not put my money in that. No, thank you. I don't, I'm yeah. not, not the landlord type. Yeah. <laughs> and you're talking about things breaking. And I'm like, get out of my house. <laughs> you mean you're breaking things and yeah, way yeah. Too, too anal for that. But oh, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with us. I'm excited to uh, get this out there and, you know, get people more interested in doing this because I know a lot of people would love this modality for investments. We're always talking about multiple income streams and getting the, you know, all the income coming in so we can date money and have fun with our finances by multiplying. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening, if you're interested in doing the Airbnb arbitrage, definitely connect with Quentin. You can reach him on Instagram, check the show notes. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want.